Hi, this is Adam Bergman, and today I am talking about the March 15th Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals strike down of the DOL fiduciary rule for IRAs. This was a monumental ruling by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, which vacated the Department of Labor's fiduciary rule in a split decision. It's a 2-1 vote, and it overturned the Dallas District court's rule that basically supported the fiduciary rule. So this is kind of unexpected. Um, as we all know, the fiduciary rule is something that uh, former President Obama uh, administration was very supportive of. This is something that they've been working on pretty much since 2010. Um, and the whole basis for the fiduciary rule was they wanted advisors to act in the best interest of their clients and put their clients' interests above their own. Um, so they expanded the reach of these fiduciary rules to apply to IRAs. So initially, the fiduciary rule under ERISA covered 401ks and related uh, employer plans. Um, however, the DOL believed that they had the authority and jurisdiction that they could expand their scope of their uh, regu regulatory authority and apply to IRAs. So they developed this fiduciary rule, which was um, you know, developed by uh, President Obama's team and um, you know, uh, it was actually um, f you know, formally reviewed by the Trump administration and uh, essentially on June 9, 2017, the DOL's final rule expanded uh, a person that was treated as a fiduciary under ERISA and the tax code. And what happened is um, the, the Dallas District Court had upheld the DOL rule because a lawsuit was brought by several industry groups that opposed this rule. The one uh, concern with this rule was overly broad and it was very difficult for some IRA investors to satisfy an exemption to these fiduciary rules. So the issue is there's some financial pro uh, f professionals who work with retirement plans that were now being swept into the uh, regulatory uh, framework of the fiduciary rule and they were bound legally and ethically to, to meet certain standards. And this was causing an issue for certain uh, IRA investors. I had a lot of hedge fund private equity IRA investors who now were having to have a third-party fiduciary sign off um, on an exemption um, to the uh, fiduciary rules. And the exemption is generally found under the um, the BIC or the Best Interest Contract Prohibited Transaction Exemption. So some uh, investors investment managers were basically saying, we're not going to let your IRA invest unless you're going to satisfy this best interest contract prohibited transaction exemption um, because we don't want to be dealing with the with these fiduciary rules. And the problem was is it, it brought in to, into the authority of these rules uh, certain brokers, insurance agents that, that weren't uh, subject to them prior. So it, it changed the accountability standard from a suitability standard uh, which was uh, for IRAs, which was required for financial salespersons, brokers, planners, insurance agents who work with retirement plans and accounts. And suitability meant that so long as the investment recommendation met a client's defined need and objective, it was deemed appropriate. However, the fiduciary rule expanded that to basically include a best interest uh, approach, which was a far more um, you know, difficult uh, threshold. To, well, it was broader, way broader, and, and it, it basically brought in uh, brokers and, and insurance agents that weren't impacted before. So uh, this was something that the industry was a little bit concerned about. Uh, again, everyone's okay with making sure clients are protected and get proper um, 
advice and, and get good advice and advice that isn't in, uh, in conflict with their intended um, benefits. But uh, many in the industry, including myself, felt that the uh, the best interest approach was uh, a little bit too broad and unfortunately caused some unattended consequences, especially for alternative IRA investments. So basically what this uh, ruling stated, and I actually read it, it was a 65-page ruling. It just came out yesterday, March 15th, and it's very interesting. Basically the court in a two-to-one ruling said, hey, uh, Department of Labor, you have no authority over IRAs. You, you can't just say you do because you think there's a, a need. You don't have the authority. And they looked at um, they basically said that they are going to look at um, the uh, conventional standards of statutory interpretation uh, and authoritative Supreme Court decisions in order to determine if the deal had authority. And basically, <clears throat> the court said a perceived need, meaning the need for, for better protection for uh, IRA customers, does not empower the DOL, the Department of Labor, to craft de facto statutory amendments or to act beyond its expressly defined authority. And the court further held that the DOL interpretation attempts to rewrite the law that is the sole source of its authority. That, this, it cannot do. So basically, in the two-to-one verdict, the court basically said the DOL overstepped its authority, doesn't have jurisdictions over IRAs. These fiduciary rules uh, are not legitimate um, because the DOL doesn't have the authority to promulgate them. Uh, very interesting. There was a dissent. Uh, the dissenting judge basically you know, took the uh, approach of the Dallas District Court and, and thought the DOL did have the authority to do so. However, uh, it, it was a 2-1 uh, verdict against the DOL rule. Um, so very interesting. This just happened March 15, 2018. Um, we're going to see what happens because even though the DL rules, uh, which have been in circulation since 2010 under President Obama, President Trump basically uh, mandated that they would be uh, under review. So now with this appeal court's ruling that the DOL doesn't have authority over them, uh, it will we'll, be interesting to see if this is the end of the road for the Obama fiduciary rule or uh, will the DOL uh, uh, do something uh, to, to um, modify the rules? Um, will Congress get involved? Will the president get involved? I, I think this may be the end of it. I think this is what President Trump was waiting for and I think he will squash the fiduciary rule. I think he's going to have the appellate, appellate court's decision as a basis to say the DOL DOL does not have authority, thus the uh, fiduciary rule is null and void, and that may be the end of it. Um, so I, I think a lot of people in the retirement industry are, are excited, happy about it. Um, again, it, everyone's for protecting clients' interests. Everyone wants to make sure IRA investors are, are properly represented and are getting proper advice that is not in, in a conflict of interest for the investment advisor. However, I think the way the fiduciary rules were written, and they were uh, 1,023 pages in length, so, so many years of thought uh, went into them, but I think they were overly broad and they had some unintended consequences and brought into uh, re- to the regulatory uh, web some actors that, that maybe shouldn't have. Um, so we'll see how it goes. It's a very uh, interesting case. I, I recommend if people have the time to kind of look through it. If you're interested in the fiduciary rule, you can find it online. It's a long one. It's 65 pages, but it gives you a really good background on, on the ba- the background of the fiduciary rule and the it's very interesting analysis of um, you know, basically uh, the DOL's role in this. Uh, and it, it, the court did a really nice job, I think, looking at 
um, so some Supreme Court decisions uh, that are related to uh, interpreting uh, regulation um, as well as um, its review of uh, statutory framework in, in the area. So pretty interesting. Um, the one last thing, I thought there were some very interesting quotes in it. Um, and one of the, the, um, uh, the interesting quotes, it says, the DL contends that legislation pertaining to the SEC does not detract from its authority to regulate fiduciaries to IRA investors, the court says, but we are unconvinced. So basically, all in all, the court said, you DOL, um, you, you essentially overstepped your uh, authority. You don't have uh, authority over IRAs. It's not in, under ERISA. The Supreme Court doesn't allow you to just expand your – or Supreme Court decisions that they reviewed at least doesn't allow, or at least in their opinion – allow them to expand the rule to apply to IRAs. And again, this is based off statutory uh, review, review of statutes, and also uh, review of uh, Supreme Court uh, rules. Um, all in all, uh, again, I'm, I, I think it's a good decision personally. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Uh, I, I promise I'll update people on any new developments. But I do believe this could be the end of the uh, appeals of the fiduciary rule. don't think it's going to go to the Supreme Court uh, who knows? Um, but I, I think if, if President Trump, from what I've heard, is potentially this is maybe what he was looking for to squash it. So uh, we shall see where it goes. Um, there's plenty of moving parts ahead, but uh, it's definitely a very interesting and uh, I think kind of unexpected development. Uh, I knew the appeals court case was going on. I wasn't expecting a ruling, and I actually didn't think they would rule against the DOL. I thought they would confirm the Dallas District Court's um, position. So again, uh, it's all based off the fact of statutory amendments and uh, case law. And uh, they looked at the statutory interpretation of Supreme Court decisions and concluded the DOL overstepped its authority. And it's simple as that. They basically didn't say the fiduciary rule was good or bad. They just said the DOL doesn't have the authority to promulgate. So now it goes back to square one to see uh, how if if you if administrate Trump administration, which I don't think they do, but if they want to get something like this passed, they're going to have to do it uh, maybe through the IRS and not the DOL. So, um, anyways, uh, I, I promise to update people going forward. Thanks for listening, Adam Bergman. If you have questions, uh, email me at Adam B at IRA Financial Group. You can send uh, you can follow us on Twitter at IRA Financial Group, IRAFG, or Facebook, Instagram. Um, thanks, and until next time. 